Open Field Radio. Like, subscribe, share, and review wherever podcasts are found. Open Field Radio. Cool people having conversations about agriculture and life. Where ag and life collide. Brought to you by Gowa. Susan Kohler, Northwest Arkansas Land Trust. Want to be a farmer? Head to Northwest Arkansas. We talk it all right now. Hello, America, and a growing audience around the world. And man, is it ever growing. Thank you for listening. Fascinating show today. Curious show. Maybe that's a better word for it. Curious show. Landrus. Again, like anything I talk about here, I know nothing about it. We'll learn together. How's that? But this has got a cool backstory. Susan Kohler with the Northwest Arkansas Land Trust. She found me. I didn't find her like I do most guests. She found me or her organization found me, found the show, found us, and reached out and said, hey, I got this cool thing going on in Arkansas. Love to talk to you about it. Well, you know me. I'll talk to anybody. So it took us a few go-rounds of emails and schedules, etc. And lo and behold, here we are today. And I wasn't sure how it was going to go. She was super cool on the phone, but I just wasn't sure how the whole thing, but it was her job to educate me, right? This is fascinating. It's so cool. And what a great opportunity for Arkansas and for farming in general and land conservation. It's all in there. There's some big players involved. You don't want to miss that. And it's just, when it gets down to it, it's so America and it's so cool. And by the way, I would not be doing the rest of my job on this show if I did not direct you to openfieldradio.com. Don't forget to check that out. Sign up for the newsletter thing that happens and any other notification that may go out. I promise you, we won't spam you. We won't do any of that. But we'd love to know who's listening and connect with you. Check it out, openfieldradio.com. If you dig the show, you'll dig the site. Susan Kohler and the Northwest Arkansas Land Trust. We'll get to that in plus or minus 90 seconds. I don't know about you, but it seems like everywhere I turn right now, there's something about jobs and the abundance of jobs available out there. Well, here's one to throw in the mix. Skip the job. How about a career at Gowan? Maybe you're in agriculture. Maybe you're in science. Maybe you're none of that. Check it out at gowanco.com slash careers. Great opportunities available, and they're all cool. Careers right here in America and around the world. Come see it for yourself. That's gowanco.com slash careers. And tell them you heard it on Open Field Radio. So you know when you're digging around online and you find those lists of if you like this, then that, well, this one's pretty cool. Maybe it's one of those they know you by the company you keep kind of things. But I found a list that said if you like Open Field Radio, then you might like these podcasts. Check it out. How about Smartless with Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett? Not bad. How about the Ben Shapiro show from the Daily Wire? How about Dateline NBC? How about the Daily Show from the New York Times? That's only the biggest podcast in the world. NPR News and Conan O'Brien's podcast. You know what? You know them by the company they keep. That's pretty good company. That's why you listen to Open Field Radio. Open Field Radio Season 2, Episode 7 with Susan Kohler of the Northwest Arkansas Land Trust starts right now. Talk to me about, in general, land trusts. Sure. So um, land trusts are conservation organizations that work with landowners voluntarily to help them preserve private and or municipalities or other types of land that can be held in a variety of ways. The Northwest Arkansas Land Trust serves um, a 13-area county 
And it can be common for land trusts um, to work both nationally as well as locally like we do. The Nature Conservancy would be an example of a national um, land trust, as would be the American Farmland Trust would be another national organization. Where you are in Arkansas, what is the scope of land trusts that you're involved with right now? So there are a few land trusts that work in um, the Arkansas area. Some of them are focused on specific conservation values like the Buffalo River or um, geographic territories like our uh, land trust is around northwest Arkansas, which is up in the you know Bentonville and Fayetteville area. Um, they, um, there are others that are contemplating starting. We have... Um, been active for um, over a dozen years, and we have um, over 5,000 acres that have been conserved voluntarily with um, a variety of landowners and a variety of type uh, types of land. Some of that includes farmland, but it also can include um, forests and um, wetlands, things that both have um, Diverse, uh, biological diversity importance, as well as protecting like our watersheds or just natural wildlife habitats. And is the conservation of this land, um, is it dictated for specific purposes or conservation in general? It's both. And it um, those things are determined in conjunction with the landowner as well as the values of that property. So forested hillsides, might have um, and and creeks would have um, significance around watersheds, depending on you know where they may drain um, or contribute to that supply. Um, there can be caves and different um, systems that are important in our geography, um, where wetlands um, or other things might be more important in the delta or um, you know. Mountains would be important. Um, mountain ranges would be important in the West. Prairies um, can be important, even in Arkansas, and then obviously across the Midwest. When you and I first started talking, I thought this was a fascinating topic. Where does the farmer, or the, as you put it, the new-to-farming farmer, come into the land trust situation? There's two things that are going on related to farmland conservation that can benefit both existing farmland owners as well as those new to farming. So, you know, you're probably aware um, our farmers across the nation are, you know, getting older. They're not retiring as as young as, you know, other um, business professionals. They tend to stay in farming longer. And some of them may be really interested in legacy planning. They may not have relatives or heirs that want to continue to farm. And so land trusts have been increasingly working with farmland owners to help them explore those options. And some of it, you know, can obviously include conservation easements that would um, keep the land in farming, but also provide some possible tax deduction benefits. And there are federal programs that can actually pay farmland owners for um, placing conservation easements for agriculture on their land. Those programs are managed by the NRCS, and it's called the Agricultural Conservation Easement Program. Locally, we now have additional tools where we can also help farmland seekers, those that are looking for land, these conservation easements, while they in, in, 
allow for agricultural purposes, even at the commercial level, they do take away the development rights of the land and they end up creating more of an equitable uh, price for new farmers so the land can be transferred at agricultural value versus an inflated development value. So easements are being used as a tool to help new farmers get access to land that they might not otherwise be able to afford. And this is fantastic for new farmers. Yeah, we're so excited. We have, you know, a number of farmland properties within the 5,000 acres that we're managing, but now we have new tools to help those farmers that are looking for land to access them. We also provide other supports around, um, you know, evaluating the land itself, the soils. We can connect and refer these farm seekers to um, financial uh, lending organizations or to business planning services to further help them develop, you know, farm viability plans. And then what's also really great in our market is that part of this program includes a new food hub and aggregator that is opening up new markets at the wholesale level so the farmers can have a real diversified farm plan and different sources of revenue, not only during the growing season, but of course, season extensions that would be beyond the farmer's markets to just, you know, really incentivize them to be growing more food, but also benefiting our community by increasing our local supply of fresh produce. The Food Hub, fascinating idea. If I'm not mistaken, now you're in Arkansas and I've talked with folks in the Carolinas and other southeastern regions there. This is not uncommon in that part of the country. Correct. We know that there have been other successful models. There have been some pilots in California. There's other pilots in the Northeast. Um, The aggregation part is tricky, um, but the Food Conservancy of Northwest Arkansas is a partner, nonprofit partner that is working on that um, specific market development. And we work with them very closely to educate um, both existing farmers as well as these new farmers about the opportunities. There's also a third element where the University of Arkansas, which has a wonderful agriculture department, now has a certificate program through the Center for Arkansas Farms and Food where new farmers can get additional training, either online courses or in person. There's a model farm where they can work and an apprentice program to help them sharpen those skills. And then we come in and helping to place them um, in the final stages when they need that land access. You're listening to Open Field Radio. If you haven't heard it, it's new to you, right? Gowan USA has a broad selection of herbicides, fungicides, and insecticides to deliver customized solutions for your crops. Gowan provides the right programs to fit your unique needs, standing behind our products with expert service and support. And Gowan USA is family-owned and operated right here in the United States of America for over 55 years. That's a long time. Check it out for yourself at GowanCo.com. And now you know. I feel like the more shows we do, the more we get to know each other. You know what I mean? I know you, you know me. Oh, look, we're just regular people, right? I mow my yard, you mow your yard. Regular stuff. And when it comes to promoting open field radio, I need regular people to tell other regular people 
this show is happening. So tell somebody, knock on somebody's door, call them up, send them a text, whatever, and tell them you're listening to Open Field Radio, and by golly, they should be too. It'll be awesome, I promise, because that's what friends do at Open Field Radio. My name is James Little. I'm right outside of Idaho, Texas, and I'm listening to Open Field Radio. Quick shout out to some folks we know are listening to Open Field Radio. Big hello to Hunlock Creek, Pennsylvania, Columbia, Missouri, Grants Pass, Oregon, Tierras, New Mexico, Waitsfield, Vermont, along with Gold Coast, Australia, Tel Aviv, Israel, and Madrid, Spain. Thanks for listening. From the Gowan Global Studio deep inside the Lee Hotel, this is Open Field Radio. What is the culture right now and the spirit, if you will, of farming in Arkansas? It's thriving. We've seen um, the farmers markets really take off. You know, I can speak more specifically to Northwest Arkansas than I can the other parts of the state. Um, obviously, though, Little Rock, um, you know, has had a very vibrant local food scene. And we're seeing that here, but we're also seeing a lot of growth in our area. So um, the USDA Ag Census has continued to point to a loss of acres, especially around those specialty crops, you know, including the fruits and vegetables and and nuts. And so we're trying to help, um, you know, preserve the land that is suitable for growing those specialty crops and then provide some um, market new market opportunities so that, you know, these farmers can have viable businesses and to grow at additional scale. So in this program, this is pretty much a straight line, if you will, for a new farmer. There's land, there's a market, there's everything should you commit to do it, correct? We've worked really hard to try to remove those barriers, um, you know, with others that are food system experts and consultants. And part of the reason why we have our collaboration is we've learned that, you know, you really just can't do one thing without the other. So we're working really hard to try to reduce those barriers to see these farmers be successful and then to increase this um, local food supply in our community. So this is a situation where are you a farmer? Do you want to be a farmer? Maybe you never thought about it. You're looking for a change of life in something different? I don't know. This is pretty amazing. The Northwest Arkansas Land Trust is pretty much saying, let us help you in Northwest Arkansas learn to be a successful farmer. You benefit. Arkansas benefits. It's a win-win-win. That third win, by the way, is America. America wins. The farm school is open, you know, to any farmer. So we do want those in neighboring states and across the country to see this potential if, you know, they think it would be interesting to move or relocate to this area. While the land is limited, though, to certain counties at this point in northwest Arkansas, farmers can come from anywhere. And given the interest in um, our community in general as being a great place to live, we want to make sure that farmers in other states know that this is available in case they are looking for land and are hitting roadblocks in their own communities that, you know, we're open and are doing all that we can to make land access available to to farmers that are interested in the specialty crop production. What's the response to your program at this point? It's been positive. COVID, you know, has delayed our ability to reach people. We do a lot in person and that's been, you know, stymied because of COVID. But We've picked up on things online. We've done webinars. Of course, we've done things through Zoom like everybody else. So we're encouraged. Um, We have a number of farmers that are going to be graduating soon from the farm school. 
and are seeing increase in um, buyers at the Food Conservancy. So one of the local grocery stores called Harps is purchasing from them along with some restaurants. So that continues to to grow and expand. And, and you know, we believe we're just going to continue to see interest go up and then, you know, more food um, in our the, the local food supply. I love this idea of local food in the local market. You know, you never stop to think about it because you go to the grocery store and food is just there because, well, that's where food hangs out, right? At the supermarket. But how timely in this unique period where we all hear in the news about supply chains and this and that, if it's local... How far is that supply chain? Organizations like the Food Conservancy of Northwest Arkansas and other food hubs across America are helping to connect local farmers and their products to their local market. We're talking a combination of production, distribution, and marketing services. Some are physical spaces, some are virtual spaces, but all are concerned with connecting the dots between producers and consumers of food in the local and regional food systems. Fantastic. When it comes to agriculture, agriculture is food. And in Northwest Arkansas, food is as important there as it is anywhere. But I think it's great that there is this, that the Food Hub program, along with the Farm program, the Land Conservancy program, that kind of brings the whole thing together in one big package. Yes, that was, you know, designed intentionally. Um, I will say, just to reiterate, um, our focus with these programs at this time is around fruit and vegetable production. Um, It does not mean that a farmer applicant cannot have a diversified farm plan and do some small-scale livestock or um, other, you know, agritourism or, or other things on that property. But we do want to see specialty crop production be the primary enterprise. Specialty crop in Arkansas would be yeah, they could be, um, you know, tomatoes and cucumbers and peppers, squash, etc., uh, lettuces. Watermelon has been growing very well here and historically, you know, in this, in South Arkansas in particular, but it does grow well in Northwest Arkansas. We have a lot of berry, um, strawberries are increasing, um, blackberries, a lot of U-pick operations, which are certainly still, a, you know, very viable and, and would be acceptable in the program. And then from a livestock perspective, obviously, we have a really robust poultry business and, and cattle grazing business, cow-calf operations. There's increasingly a number of, of you know goats and other small livestock and hog, pasture-raised hogs. Those sorts of things are all potential as long as they're, you know, a secondary to the specialty crop production. Now, in my opinion, and what do I know? If you're going to start out in something like this, you're going to invite farmers to come. You're going to have a land trust. You're going to do all these cool things, which I think are super cool. Best you have a pretty good partner that can help you with maybe the vision and the finance as well to help navigate some of the bumpy roads that are inevitably going to be there. And maybe it's one of those go big or go home kind of situations. But if you're the North West Arkansas Land Trust. What bigger friend than the Walton Family Foundation? Yep, that Walton family. And you know what's cool? For as big and global as the Walton family is, they are also incredibly local to Arkansas. And you can check it out for yourself at waltonfamilyfoundation.org. They've focused on three core objectives, improving K-12 education, protecting rivers, oceans, and the communities they support, and advancing our home region of Northwest Arkansas and the Arkansas-Mississippi Delta. 
That is a spot-on relationship, if you ask me. Now, there's a connection in this with the Walton Family Foundation, correct? Yes, we're really fortunate. Um, the Walton Family Foundation is has been funding and supporting this project. They do a number of things um, throughout the world, um, but particularly in Northwest Arkansas, in the home region, and then through um, some of the interest of certain family members, there is a personal philanthropy group that is focused on this work. And we work with them, um, you know, to establish our goals and to um, make the program possible. So we're really grateful to them for their support. And that's a long-term relationship with them? Well, grants work in a different way where, you know, we definitely have outcomes and things that we're looking to measure. And so there's never, you know, a specific guarantee, but we work collaboratively together as well as with them to, you know, monitor the program and then to look for ways that we might make changes in the future. We are just really into like our second year at the land trust of the program. And so we're constantly looking for things that we might tweak in the future to better serve the needs of those we're trying to assist, as well as to address, you know, possible changes in the market. In Northwest Arkansas, where did the land trust concept come from? Who started it? The Northwest Arkansas Land Trust um, actually was established in the early 2000s in part with um, the direction of the Nature Conservancy, which operates both locally and at you know a national level. There were a number of individuals that were involved with the Nature Conservancy that felt that we needed a regional or local land trust, and they helped to establish the Northwest Arkansas Land Trust. There were a number of key board members that were important to the formation, as was also the Walton Family Foundation. Since then, you know, we have diversified that funding um, and we have a number of donors as well as, you know, great just participation within the communities, as well as, you know, now new landowners that are contributing to building our legacy and capacity. You said it's only about two years old, so success stories at this point are probably limited just based on a timeline. But you got one that you just, it's your favorite story? Yes. So um, I would say the success stories are um, we have a number of landowners that were really interested in trying to help um, young farmers and were at different stages of um, conservancy and establishing like apprentice or incubator programs on their property. So those are, um, you know, now available to people and we have more means to communicate them. We have seen farmers and landowners connecting through FarmLink, um, the website where, you know, we provide resources, but also this platform for them to interact with one another. And we have seen some matches that have been made. In particular, we have a female landowner and a female farmer that have um, in there in the you know, several months in their relationship where that uh, farmer has been provided access and she's in part growing food to help her community address some specific dietary needs to increase their access to fresh fruits and vegetables. We also have our first NRCS um, agricultural land easement application that is being evaluated. It was the first in the state And we're anxious to hear about um, the possibility of that moving forward into a funding stage 
Um, and we'll know more about that um, later this fall. And we're optimistic we'll be able to talk more about that and then help other landowners access that program. Well, these relationships between landowners and farmers, relationship is the pulse of farming. And the more people I interview and talk with, the more that comes up, that these connections between people are super important to the industry. It's obviously the same in what you do. Yes, we try to really work with um, seekers and landowners for them to understand how to express their, um, you know, values and what they want to see happen on their properties. We're, um, you know, helping to navigate possible leases or, um, you know, help them understand what, you know, both sides may be evaluating, especially in a lease situation um, or in um, possible sales and transfers. And so, you know, these things take time, even among family members. And so it can take additional time, you know, when there's not um, a historic relationship or that connection. But we are seeing people um, navigate this successfully. And we're optimistic now with these tools, you know, like these tools have been operating in other communities, that we will start to see additional success of these matches um, being formalized, but also being set up for success long term. Coast to coast and around the world. You're listening to Open Field Radio. Research proves the secret to powdery mildew control is rotation, rotation, rotation. A fungicide rotation program consisting of Torino, Quintec, and metal fungicides gives you exceptional control of powdery mildew, enhancing crop quality, yield, and profit. Quintec and metal utilize different modes of action to control powdery mildew. Whether you have powdery mildew resistance or are trying to prevent resistance, rotate Torino, Quintec, and metal fungicides to keep your crops clean and free. From powdery mildew and see your dealer for details. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Company. Cool people having conversations about agriculture and life. Open Field Radio. This is Daniel Carmichael, Bear Flag Robotics, Newark, California. Season 1, Episode 12. It's alive! And you're listening to Open Field Radio. Open Field Radio. Like, share, subscribe. And now back to Open Field Radio with our guest, Northwest Arkansas Land Trust expert, Susan Kohler. In Arkansas, agriculture is obviously thriving. Is it growing? It is growing. I would, you know, I would have to look at that census data from what we understand. Like, again, those farmers markets are, they're full, but that's that's good and bad. Is that you know, The farmers might not be able to get access to another stall. More and more communities are adopting farmers markets. And our population is growing, which is great for the farmers. But what we are seeing, you know, continues to be a loss of suitable farmland, you know, close to these market areas because of the population growing and the need for housing. So we are losing a lot of farmland. We just, again, want to have some options for those that are interested in these legacies the possible tax deductions, as well as, you know, helping the new farmers to access this land. We're trying to fill those gaps. Well, development and farming always seem to be butting heads with each other. Yes, it's um, very common, you know, that the land that has been cleared um, is, you know, much easier to be developed than the, than the land that is not. And so it can um, oftentimes, as you've stated, farmland is most at risk 
for those uh, development outside of farming purposes. With that development, is the family farm going away? Well, we've certainly seen evidence of that um, in northwest Arkansas. If we look to the USDA Agricultural Survey, there have been a loss, especially of these, you know, specialty crop productions. And we, you know, would like to see that increase. Northwest Arkansas has a really rich heritage in these specialty crop productions um, in the past. And so we're hoping that we can, you know, bring some of that back um, again beyond what the success we're seeing at the farmers markets. Certainly seems like there's an appetite, you know, for the locally grown food and that um, people are supportive of family farmers in general in this community because it is such an important part of our heritage. If someone wants to get in touch with you or have get more information on what you do and what the land trust is all about, how do they find you? Well, it would be great if they visited nwafarmlink.org. All the information is there. And then there's also a phone number where they can call us, 479-966-4666. They will probably be directed to me, um, and then if we need to involve other members of the team or to connect them to other partners, we will. What's the greatest thing about land in Arkansas? Well, I would say it goes with, you know, what the people experience here and the, you know, the, the phrase, the natural state. So there's just so much beauty here and diversity, you know, from the fertile fields of the Delta, the natural waterheads that are important within Northwest Arkansas, the Ozark Plateau that's really important. So there's just so many, there's so much diversity in our state. And there's really still a chance to preserve a lot of that because we are not you know, um, overly populated at this point. More and more people are moving here because of those attributes. There's a lot of great economic opportunity and jobs. Um, There's a lot of recreational opportunities in Arkansas. So we definitely feel like the secret is out, but we want to be sure that we can preserve all those special things that have made this a, um, a wonderful place and will continue to make it a great place to live. You've been listening to Open Field Radio from Gowan Company. Like, share, subscribe, review. Everywhere podcasts are found. The views and opinions expressed by the guests of Open Field Radio are theirs and do not necessarily reflect those of the program. All rights reserved. No duplication or redistribution without permission.